ready. Ah, uh, yeah! Another episode of Barbells and Tall Tales coming at you. Are you ready? My man Dean Sweat in the house wearing back-to-back dynamite diamond ring champion MJF t-shirt in the house. I'm better than you, and you know it, Jam. Yes, sir. I tell you what, I have missed seeing my man MJF on TV. Uh, he is the highlight of uh, AEW to me. Other Without than, a doubt. Other than FTR. And the acclaim. I like the acclaim oh, now. The Come acclaimed. on now. So, yeah, and, give them uh, boys some props. Uh, I actually wore my Living Legends shirt to church yesterday. Nice. Uh, for I hate FTR. I missed it. I got a seven-star FTR shirt that I'm going to break out next Sunday. I bought three pairs of new shoes to go with some shirts that I have bought. Okay. I've, been on, I've been on a shopping spree. Man, you were, you were styling and profiling. You were feeling your inner Ric Flair. I mean, well, like I said, uh, 6.05 today, Flair is going yep. to announce his 58 opponent. minutes from now. 58 minutes. He said it's going to be a WWE guy. Uh, I threw out Shawn Michaels. Who it possibly could be? Yeah, Shawn Michaels is. Uh, I actually seen a picture of him recently, and he's in really, really good shape. So I could see that. And guess who else is in Nashville that weekend, uh, doing a one-person show Friday night? That is a WWE legend, also. Uh, I know Kevin Nash. No, huge name in WWE. A huge, huge name. Huge name. A huge name. Huge name. One of the biggest. WWE names of all time. Like The Undertaker? The Undertaker. Really? The Undertaker. He's doing a one-man show in Nashville that Friday night. And so could perhaps the dead man make an appearance at Flair's last match? What if What if he is the guy? What if he's the guy? I mean, that would be... I mean, thank goodness we've already got tickets. Yes. I yeah. mean, that would be amazing. You hear that, John Anders? You could have went to Nashville with us, and you're you're a tightwad, so you didn't spend the money. <laughs> and look at this. We're going to go see Ric Flair, and the Undertaker's going to be there as well. Right. Think about that. Now, you looked at, I, I know you and Jonathan looked at, like, the after-party tickets. Did you guys get those? No, we didn't, but, um, I mean, it would be cool because it's, it's, it's 80 bucks, right? Right. Okay, and it would be cool if you if you had like some one on one time with Ric Flair, right? But for me, if if I'm gonna stand there with like a thousand other dudes, right? And just he he gets he goes by and like sees us for a second, I, I'm good with saving eighty right. bucks. Oh yeah, I mean just I mean it's almost like I mean you would get two seconds of his time, quick yeah, quick picture, he's yeah. gone, and maybe a woo, maybe he gives you a right. woo, yeah, that's it. Oh, the, you know, the whole after party will be one big woo fest, like oh, yeah. Jay Lethal. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's all yeah. it's going to be. And so, Little I, girls looking at their mothers. And so, <laughs> great great impression right there. Great. So, I've, I've got Shawn Michaels. I've got, uh, like I said, I've got The Undertaker. Uh, I mean, who else could it be? Well, I mean, we can't dig up Dusty Rhodes and Owen Hart. We right, can't and, dig and them so up he, there. He mentioned that he's going to be a WWE guy. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, he's good friends with Triple H. Could it be, could Triple, it be H? Triple H? Uh, could it be The Miz? I, I don't think it's The Miz. I think it's got to be somebody old school, right? I, that's yeah. just me. But, I mean, they need a young person could on that team. Could it be? Think about this. Because I, 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 I notice I've a lot it. of. I've got it. I notice you. a lot of AEW uh, people are on this card. Right. 
um, New Japan, stuff like yep. that. What about Cody Rhodes? It could it could it could be Cody Rhodes because he is technically a WWE guy now, but he's I mean we he's AEW at heart. Dolph Ziggler. There we go, Dolph Ziggler. Because yeah. I mean he they love each other. They're good friends, and you just got to wonder who. And Dolph can sell like nobody's business, right? And it's got to be somebody that WWE really doesn't care if they show up. Yeah, because like you said, it's it's got it's got Ring of Honor guys, you got AEW guys, you got New Japan guys, and so these guys WWE is so strict on their contracts. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to let let out of this thing for one match with Ric Flair? That's yeah. the question. Yeah, and two, like like you said, it's got to be somebody that. They don't really care if they lose right. or if, you know, it, it won't take any shine off them right. if they lose to a 74 year old man. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. It's, you got FTR mm-hmm. and Flair versus yeah. the Rock and Roll Express and this mystery oppo- opponent. To me, the Rock and Roll Express are old as dirt. Yeah. Right? They're up there. So to me, do we bring in somebody young? Yeah. And how long is this match going to last? Yeah. Right? Flair is 73 years old, 74 years old. I mean, He's not the sixty-minute man that he used to no, be. No, he's not. He's not the. Uh, was it? What was that? The Shy Town Rumble. He. He's not. He's not that same guy. No, anymore. not at all. I mean, he. I saw a picture of him. He was uh, with one of the uh, uh, UFC girls from Venezuela. And mm-hmm. my man, he's still got some guns on him. Oh yeah, he so does. I'm gonna give him that, but I just don't see this match going. He's looking long. good. I'm wondering. You think he's gonna? You think he's gonna do it in a uh, shirt? You think he's gonna do the match in a shirt? Yes. You think I, so? It'll be tights and a shirt. Tights and a shirt, yeah. I mean, if not, I mean, it's going to look like one bad sunburn. So he's going to look. So he's going to look like he did in uh, Nitro, the last Nitro, the last Nitro. I mean, yeah, with a sh- with a shirt on. And, and you know, what color robes he going to come out in? Yeah, that's true. So, I, I wonder mean, what he's going to. Yeah, it's going to be. There's no. There's going to be nothing held back on this one. It's going to be all oh, yeah. all the bells and whistles on this entrance. I I have one more highlight that I think could happen at this. And I don't know. Have you seen the card? I guess you. I have it. seen the card. Yeah. So somewhere to me, FTR and the Briscoes have got to have an encounter. Yeah. They've got to. And so I'm. Kinda, Where are the Briscoes at right now? Well, they're they're still with Ring of Honor. They're still okay. on the Ring of Honor. Contract. Well, then they're really on the AEW roster. On the then. AEW yeah. roster. Yeah. So. I'm a little pumped about that, but that's where we are. We talk a little bit about wrestling, but I've told Dean tonight that what we're going to discuss, I have not, I have not gave to him. I'm, I'm a little scared about uh, this because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want Dean Sweat's honest reactions. I want his honest answers. I didn't want him to have any time to prepare because these questions, ladies and gentlemen, have nothing to deal with sports. Uh, oh Lord! Oh yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with politics. This right here. Oh thing, Lord! This right here, and this is where I said, you know, I don't want our podcast to be like everybody else's. You know, we want to talk about other things. Yeah. And so tonight, you know, my profession is I'm a pastor, right? Yep. That's that's what I do. I'm the assistant pastor here, the associate pastor, whatever they want to call me. And so there's been a couple instances that's come to my uh, to me that just has really bothered me about the church in America. And so we're going to talk about the church in America today uh, just for a little bit. And for for people who listen, I don't know if you go to church or not, but I want honest feedback from you guys because for me and my profession and what I do, what I'm called to do, I always want to, I don't want to say work on my craft, but I want to make this place, Foster Street, a better place 
for those who do not like church, mm -hmm. for those who never thought about going to church. You know, there's a stat that says 46% of Randolph County wake up every Sunday and never have the thought of going to church, yeah. which is mind-blowing to me because we're yeah. in the Bible Belt. So, Dean, my, one of my questions tonight is this, and I want you to be very honest, very candid. Okay. And, if you know, I know we do have some people who do go to church to listen to this. If this offends you, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it, right? And we're going to yeah. talk about this. But, Dean, when it comes to church today, what is your biggest turnoff? What do you dislike the most about the American church? Not Foster Street, not Journey, uh, not anywhere around here, but just the overall church in general. What is one thing, when you think about the American church, it just makes you want to throw up? Uh, it's simple. Fakeness. All right. Just, I mean, but you got to go into yeah. depth right here. Yeah, so I'm not when, 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 I, when I see people... When I see people that are, I, I, I hate to say this because it's a, it's a, I hate to say the term holier than thou, but when you see them, they're walking up and down the aisles, they're they're greeting people, bless you, and this and that, and you know, right. all that, but then they just live like this life of sin right. during the week, or you see their you see their post on uh, Facebook and it's cuss words and all this yeah. and, and this and that. I, I just can't get behind that, and I actually think that's that's a big problem with the church is people have that opinions of churchgoers. Oh, absolutely. Of, of Christians. Absolutely. I, I think, uh, matter of fact, I work I work with a, with a girl. She is so nice. She's she's so sweet. Yeah. She's a great person. But I asked her about church, and that was her thing. She's like, I ain't going to church because this this person this person said this, and then they they cussed me out uh, uh, two two days later at the store. You know, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I, that's her opinion. That's oh, her yeah. opinion of, and, of what we are, you know. And, 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 and I'm happens? guilty. I'm guilty oh, yeah, of that, too, are, to, right? a, to a point. Yeah, we all. And see, what happens is, you know, they get a bad impression from, you know, what, not sure where she probably went or who she ran into, but she gets this bad impression, and all of a sudden, we are all lumped into this Yeah, category, we're all categorized right? into that category, yeah. And so, and what brought this subject to light and this may offend some people, and if it does, uh, you can reach out to me. We can have a conversation. I love talking to people. And, and what this stems from is a couple of weeks ago, I think three weeks now we're going on, uh, Four Saints had the drag queen show. Yes. Right? Uh, I don't agree with that lifestyle. It's not my thing. It kind of got a mention, a little bit of mention, in, uh, when we were talking about the men in black thing. You know, we were talking about buildings that they would come in on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or not men in black, uh, Independence Day. Independence yeah. Day. Yeah. And so, but, you know, like I said, you ride out there, and you see these church people who are out there, and they are just like, you're an abomination. You're disgusting. You're, and I'm thinking, all right, if these people have never been to church, your first impression of church is they hate me. We're all that person right there on the right. side of the street. They yeah. they hate me. Yeah. Uh they they are shaming me. They they are persecuting me. They're condemning me. And I, I go back and I look at it and I think, what in the world have we become as the American church that it's for us? We love to pick out your sin, we love to point out your sin, but we can't love that person. And it's just like you said, it's the fakeness. And some people, you know, they will try to give you that fake relationship, yes. right? And, and they will try to do this and do that. And, and But people aren't dumb, yeah, right? They know what's real. They know what's fake. And so for you, it's your fakeness. Uh, do you have any experience where something just rubbed you absolutely wrong at church or somewhere like that? Because these are conversations that I think that we have got to have with you 
Uh, and when I say this, I'm not putting you in the same category, right? But with people who don't go to church anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There was something that happened in your lifetime that you just said, dude, I'm done with this. I actually ha- happened at a church that I was going to here in town. Um, don't want to mention. but um, Right. I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not here to um, church shame anybody. No, right? no, no. No, this not just, at all. But uh, something was brought up. My uh, brother-in-law is a police officer. Yep. Something was brought up during the sermon where a guy said um, he had a, uh, a mixed child. Right. <clears throat> Fine. Um, he brought up the fact that uh, he worried about, with the police the way they are, he worried about her in a traffic stop. Right. And pretty much the sermon was, you know, dogging police pretty right. much. And to, so they, they picked a political yeah, side. Yeah, they, they so took a social it was, issue and picked a political side. And, and I and I honestly think, um, and we do this in the media too, where the way you word things in in a in a in a sermon, right. the way you word things in delivering the news, right? You try to tug at people's heartstrings to pull them to oh, yeah. that way. Yeah. And um, I wasn't there that day. I heard it through some other people. Right. But I did not want to go back in that church. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? After because that. There, there's an attack, right? Yeah. And it's just like you said, you know, the media sells basically off of fear. Yes. Right? And, and some churches, they 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 sell off of, we want to attack certain sins. You know, and I hope that we've created a presence here where we, we want to, I don't want to say attack, but we want to approach you with grace, mm-hmm. right? We want to yes. show you love and we want to show you grace because, you know, as much as we look at people who are lost and we say, you're in sin, you're in sin, you're in sin. Hey, I got news for y'all. I sin every day. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I, I won't Amen, deny. brother. <laughs> Thanks a lot there, Dean. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm categorizing myself in there with my, you too. My man has heard me preach numerous times, and the first amen I get from Dean <laughs> is on a podcast. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so which tells me I've got to start working on my sermons because they are terrible. Hey man, I, I'm listening. When, you, when you're preaching, I'm listening, man. I'm listening. I'm, I'm yeah. taking it. In. Yeah, you take it way yeah. in, I got ADD, man. I'm I'm just trying to concentrate. I I got my first amen from Dean on, on barbells and tall tales. Not one of my sermons. I'm writing that down for a sermon <laughs> illustration coming up the next couple of weeks when I preach again. So, my uh, man. All oh, right, and so we, you know we we have this you know we have this thing that that we're dealing with, and and so when I look at these churches like you were talking about. Churches today are building a reputation uh, in America uh, because they love, like you said, they love jumping on a social cause. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm all about social awareness. I'm all about, you know, everyone getting treated with respect, getting treated right. But when it comes to the churches, we really can't take sides because the moment we take sides, I lose the other, I lose somebody. And we've discussed it before, and I, I know a lot of people – they don't agree with that philosophy, and I get it. Excuse me, but if I totally lean one side, like against the police officers, yeah, right, like mm-hmm. like you said, and, and your your brother in law is a phenomenal guy. We work yeah. out together, phenomenal guy. And so if I lean all this way, I can never reach Jeremy. I shouldn't probably say his name, but I can't never reach your brother in law 
or any other law enforcement officer there is mm-hmm. right now because of, of what I've done. And the churches are so bad with that. And so with that you know, instance, I can see that. I, I've had situations uh, that's come to me where I have talked to uh, a couple young ladies who, who are not in Asheville. We, we, we grew up together, so they're from Eden, and uh, they grew up in some churches around there who will today, at 50 years old, refuse to go in churches because they uh, got pregnant at an early age, they weren't married, and they were basically shamed. You're an abomination! Yeah, they were shamed <laughs> in front of the entire congregation yeah. and said, you're going to repent, you're going to apologize to everyone in this church, yeah. or you're not allowed anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I look at this and I'm thinking, man, we got to do better. Yeah, right? oh yeah. We have got to do better. And so we look at that aspect, but I mean, there's also great things like, right. You've had good experiences also, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? So what would be a great experience for you? Uh, not just here at Foster street, but anywhere that you can point back to and say, man, that situation right there made a difference in who I am, made a difference in my life. I think, uh, when Dallas Hurley, uh, had her brain tumor, right. um, we all at the church that we were all frequenting at that time. We all, at the beginning of church, um, we all put hands on her. Right. And there was probably 100 people around her. Yep. And you just you just, you just, just felt the presence of God right then. Right. And I actually, I mean, everybody around me was crying and everything, and I actually felt like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. You just had you that just, peace. You just had that, that peace about it. Right. And just everything for Dallas, everything just fell into place. Like, right. And if people yeah. don't know Dallas, she is one of the sweetest ladies. I mean, she's a remarkable young lady. So, no, I, I totally get it. And so if you were looking for a church, what would be your your criteria, your definition of what you would want? What What is the perfect church for Dean Sweat? Foster Street. <laughs> well, no, I, and, and, no, and I'd say I, that. I, I can't even get an amen from you. And, and I'm, I, saying, I know, but I'm, I'm trying I to get, get a pop. I'm trying yeah. to get a pop, man. <laughs> Cheap pop. <laughs> All right, but but give me give me some. No, nah, I'm telling you. I'm right? telling you. I'm uh, Charles. He's he's just a real real deal Holyfield. Right. You you're just a real deal Holyfield. What you see with you two guys when you get on on in that pulpit, and what I see from y'all at a restaurant, or what I see from you at the gym. Or, or if I'm out with you at uh, uh, Taco Loco, yeah, it's the same guy that I'm gonna see in the pul- pulpit. Well, I appreciate you that. don't you don't pull any punches. You don't you don't try you don't try to uh, church it up for the church. Right. You are you are you. Yeah. You, you're a sinner. Oh, you know? absolutely. You're you're, you're uh, amen. Yeah, yeah. You're a sinner on on Sunday. You're a sinner during the week, and and you you uh you you preach to us and. I love the sermons. The sermons are awesome. You keep me, you keep me in tune. Right. Um. That's that's a big thing with me is I, I when you have those mono type preachers that just are on this one tone tone and you want somebody with some charisma. I gotta have right. some charisma, man. And I I need stories. I need stories to tie me back to the story that you're telling me of the right. Bible. And you guys do that, man. You you guys are awesome. Uh, and I love than, it here. Oh, I appreciate it. We, and Charles does too. Uh, but other than that, like, you know, because, you know, we do have kids, right? So you got to look at children's ministry. You got to look at the worship. You got to look at things. When you would describe your perfect setup, how would it roll? Because this is going to help us make our place oh, a gosh. better place also, right? I, I have no idea. So the the perfect setup. Right. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, you guys do. You guys do like small groups here. Yeah. I I, I like that. Um, we haven't we haven't piped in with a small group yet. Yeah. Um, but that would be something that I would like to do. Crystal does the uh the, the ministry the group. discipleship group. Yeah. Which is cool. Um. You guys have that. I mean, you, you really do have a very good setup. I wouldn't change much right. as to what you have here already. You got, you know, you got a good youth group. I mean, like you just had VBS this this past week, and yeah. I came for the last night, and I about died. Yeah, it it was it was packed in here. It was so. packed in here, and that was just the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. It, so you you had a good thing going. Um, uh, Emma got you a little wet on the uh, water slide. That yeah, was pretty I got, awesome. I got drenched, or so but it's all but, right. It's all for the but kids. But yeah, I mean, um. I, the the whole thing with church is, you know, go there. The Bible says, "Go there forth and make disciples of all nations." Right. Um, and my man, quote some scripture. Yeah. Here, so and gentlemen. so so that's what. Well, it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I know yeah. people are listening to this right now, yeah. thinking, sweat just yeah. quote scripture." Yeah. Go there forth and make disciples of all nations, like baptizing it. them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir, yeah. Dean. Um. So, but yeah, that so that's our goal. A goal, and I think that with the steps you guys have in place, uh, we should be able to do that. Right. You know, reach out to people. Um, somebody you don't know, just go across the aisle and just meet and just say yep. hey to them or, or invite them out to uh, lunch, you know, or something and uh, you know, talk to them about God. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, what you guys are doing is awesome. Uh, I, I don't know if I would change much. Well, I appreciate really. it. But, you know, you always want to make it better, right? Yes, yes. And, and when I say that, I don't want to say production-wise or anything like that. We want to make people feel welcome. Yes. No matter who they are, no matter what background they come from, ethnicity. I have you say that word. I'm I'm poor with big words, but we want. It's close enough. To, I understood yeah. what you're saying. I, I we rolled in ethnic C C. Yeah, something like that. It's close. But close. you know, you want everyone to feel welcome, and that's our that's the most important goal to me as a church. And so when we look at you and Crystal and and Emma, we hope that you guys have always felt welcome here. Uh, the same with everyone else who comes in. And so when we look at church in America, other than Foster Street, and like I said, we're not trying to dog the church here. We just we want to make it all better. Do most churches make you feel that way? I, th- uh, I have been to a couple of couple of churches in the past couple of years. I've been to three or four. Right. Um, visited a couple. Um I feel like some of the churches are just going through the motions. Yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, I know Crystal's grandma's church. I hate to hate to call them out, but my man's calling people. They out. they that church is dying. Right, it's dying from the inside, and, and you hate that. Um, I and I absolutely hate it. Um, it's the sermon is just so boring. Um, they have no youth, and right. a church can't survive without youth. Right, exactly. Um, that's that's the church today. Every time an an elder of the church dies, it's one less member. One less. And I mean, it's getting bad. Right. Um. The last time I was in there was twenty three people in there, I believe. Right. So, yeah. And so uh, you look at churches like that, and basically, you know, you hate to say it, they they're stuck on a tradition. They're stuck on what worked in the sixties or in the seventies, and you know, today, I mean. God is God today, tomorrow, yesterday, forever. He's the same God as he was back then. But for us as people, we have kind of adapted. We've kind of changed. And so, therefore, how we approach the gospel, how how we approach how to uh, create a better atmosphere in church, we also have to change, Mm -hmm. right? 
And so you look at us. We have an 830 service. It's bluegrass, southern gospel. All right, it's him. See, I want to come to that, man, but I, I love to sleep in. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm torn. I got like a devil on one side and an angel on the other. Hey, man, go to go to the eight, it, eight o'clock. It pops, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. they get the rock. I mean, they get to rocking. I mean, uh, we got one guy. He leads worship. He claps so fast. People say it looks like he's slicing ham. Ham, just going to town. And so you want you want to create that atmosphere because you want to keep life in church, like you said. And believe it or not, even at the 830 service, it is old school with bluegrass, it's hymns, Southern gospel. Dude, it's packed with young people, Yeah, which is, is crazy to me because when you think of young people, you always think they want the modern service. They, mm-hmm. they want, you know, the contemporary. Contemporary, yep. But, you know, you have to find ways to keep it active, to keep it productive, uh, to keep an outreach going. Now, for let's say for here, what would be... Mm, let's see how I could word this. What would be a great way for us or the church in America to reach out to this generation today that is so different from the generation that we grew up in? Um, I think you have to do it on a social media level. Right. Um, you would, And it wouldn't be Facebook because we done talked about this. Facebook's for the old people. Facebook's old people. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, you would have to do it on a, a, a almost like on a TikTok level or TikTok. Instagram or something. You just have to get more active on that to reach right. them, you know, and get your get your youth that are here yeah. uh, sharing that. Right. You know, hey, we're doing this here and, uh, you know, get more get more youth stuff going on during the week to, you know, it, like I just said. If you don't get the youth involved, the church will slowly die. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what yeah. I and what I do, you know, and what you know, I think our church does a great job of, and I think a lot of churches in the area do a great job of, is we just had these camps, mm-hmm. and when those kids come back, we 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 pump them up, we build them up, where some of them will come back to a, a place and they'll say, "Well, you're just going to turn back how you used to be." Yeah. Right. And you kill that flame. Well, well, it's got to keep ch- them on fire for right, God, the man. The church in America has got to throw gasoline on that. Absolutely. Kid when they come back, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so you want to you want to administer. You want to empower those kids. You want to empower those youth to take over your church, because basically, like you said, if they don't catch fire. Eventually, we'll die from the inside. Yep. We will. Absolutely. Age out. We, we will kill ourselves. Absolutely. And so you got to look at that aspect of it. All right. Final question. And we're going to get out of here. Uh, I mean, I love this topic, Dean. Yeah. You've done phenomenal, man. I don't know, man. I, I kind of, I feel like I hem hawed around one or two of those. Nah, there. man, you did yeah. good. You did real good. You did get your first amen, though. I did get my first amen, <laughs> which is still mind blowing to me. You got it on a podcast, though. That's pretty I, cool. I had thought that I had preached a couple good sermons. Man, you have, but I'm telling you, I'm like fully focused. I'm like, in, I'm zoned in. You ain't even wrote a note down. Not even got an amen. <laughs> I'm, I'm cheating off a of Christmas paper, Unbelievable. man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dean Sweat, the final question is this. What would be, if you could, what would be an area of ministry in the church that you could see yourself participating in? Oh, the only one that I know I could participate in is I'm a, I'm a terrible, I'm a, I become a mush mouth when the mic is in my face, like, oh, you need to, yeah, I, mic's I know the mic's in my face now, minutes. but I kind of, I, sometimes I stutter and stammer, but I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing better at this one, but 
The only one I could see myself in would be uh, in the worship team with the with on with the band. All right. What what is your favorite worship song? Uh, God's not dead. God's not. Oh, that's a, Come on, I like really God's not, not Dead. It's a great song, but yeah. you can consider that a worship song. Um, what's what's a song that that John Ward, who you know our Chris Daltrey lookalike, what is one that he can throw down on that you really get into? What's the uh, Kali? I can't I can't think of a name right now though. That's the thing. Is it uh? Give me some uh, lyrics to it. Uh, oh gosh, I'm I'm st- I'm stumped. I'm stumped. How are you? St- Revelation song. Yeah, Revelation song. So how's it? How's it go? Because because he just sung that one Sunday, right? Yeah, he just sang it. No, Sunday. not this Sunday, but last Sunday. Right. Yeah, killed Reve- it too. Yeah, yeah. Revelation song would yeah. be it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't think of. There's so many more. There's, but I can't think of them. Like I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Your mind just went blank. Yeah, it did. Nowhere. It just. I just had a brain fart. So That's all it was. All right. So God's not dead. I love God's not dead. All right. Revelation um, song. Let's see. Uh, what's another one? There's, there's more. Oh, absolutely. What uh, is your favorite song your wife sings on the worship team? I can't think. I can't think. I can't think. <laughs> like if you, if you was to cut this mic off right now, I would throw out so many worship songs. So what funny. he's basically saying, Crystal, is your songs have not made an impact in his life. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside. Roaring like a lion. He's roaring. All right, y'all, this has been our episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. And as always, are you ready? ready?